The New Jersey Devils are doing something special with their helmet sponsor. And also, let's talk about fantasy hockey because I believe it's a good base to just assess who's going to give the most points production for the New Jersey Devils. And also, it gives you kind of a preview as to what everyone else uh, thinks of this player for the New Jersey Devils and where they would draft him in terms of their overall fantasy hockey draft. But you'll realize what I'm talking about in a moment. So buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 8.06 p.m. Eastern Time, October 13th, 2021 at the time of recording. This is episode 301, guys. And if you missed my special 300th episode yesterday, I got one thing to say to you. Why did you miss it? And two, if you missed it and you have a legitimate reason, please check it out because I was able to interview Bryce Salvador. So as many of you may know, Bryce is a former captain for the New Jersey Devils organization. He played in the NHL for 14 seasons with the Devils, obviously, and also the St. Louis Blues. He currently works as a reporter for MSG, so you can see him throughout the course of the season. So anyway, guys, uh, a a little bit of housekeeping before we begin today's episode. I just want to once again thank you guys for making my uh, show very special. Like I said, the listenership continues to be booming, and there's another... uh, achievement that I want to tell you guys that I don't think I've ever mentioned on this show yet. I've mentioned it on my Twitter, but I didn't mention it uh, cut and dry on my show, which is I want to talk about the reviews. The reviews are great, and I can't uh, thank you guys enough because it goes to show you that I am really doing a, a good job of bringing the devil's news to you guys uh, because to give you guys some reference, uh, on Apple Podcasts, I now have a four out of five stars ratings. Then I get there's some uh, other locked on shows that have like 4.5 uh, stars, some have 4.9, whatever the case might be. But keep in mind, when I took over Locked On Devils uh, over a year ago, the, the show only had two out of five stars and it barely had a listenership. So the fact that uh, we built this show from the ground up, you know, I'm providing the content and you guys are listening it. Uh, You guys are sharing it to your friends, whatever the case might be. And you're saying, we love this show. We love what you're doing. We love the guests that you bring in. And the fact that we're able to make this from a two-star show to a four-star show and also the fact that we constantly hit the Apple podcast charts for top hockey podcasts in the entire country. It's not possible without you guys. So once again, I thank you guys if you do enjoy my show. And remember, if you leave me a good review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in the next episode once I see the review. So once again, guys, thank you for making this show special. And you know, getting Bryce Salvador onto the show is not possible without your guys' support. So once again, I appreciate you guys. So uh, let's take care of some ground keeping for the New Jersey Devils. So as we all know, uh, I I talked about this a few weeks ago when it came to advertisements in the NHL. So uh, the first and foremost is that uh, we we, we know that the helmet sponsorships are going to be returning this season and the New Jersey Devils made an interesting choice. So the Devils will uh, have helmet advertising from black owned businesses for 13 games this season through an arrangement with Prudential Marking 
the first time an NHL helmet sponsor has donated that space. The move is part of the Devils' Buy Black program, an initiative announced earlier this year that promoted and bolsters New Jersey-based black-owned businesses. The team is accepting applications from those companies through October, and the helmet ads will begin to appear starting December 8th. So that is really cool, guys. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering, oh, why black owned? Why are we making political yada, yada, yada? Well, I'm going to do my best to give you guys the, the scoop without getting too political. So the thing about that, guys, is like uh, last year, the New Jersey Devils, uh, their helmet sponsor was Prudential, obviously. But we all know how important Prudential was. And to give another example, remember when I was talking about advertisements on jerseys and how that's going to appear next year and how um, the, the New Jersey Devils, maybe they should consider Wawa to be their jersey sponsor because it would fit so well with the colors i'm not sure if they've chosen a sponsor or not but to give another example i just saw this on twitter literally right before i start recording the toronto maple leaves their helmet sponsor is going to be tiktok yes the social media platform tiktoks now we all know how successful those businesses companies are however like we need to give some minorities some love so you know, when we're talking about, you know, support black businesses and as as a young black entrepreneur and as the son of a black entrepreneur as well, something like that is very important because we just want uh, the same type of platform as some of these other companies have because we, we don't really get that because um, to, to basically put it in simpler terms and a lot of you are not really going to get what I'm saying and a lot of you are probably going to ask me uh, via Twitter, whatever the case might be where I'm coming from, but we don't really get the same platform as some of those other big name companies and doing something like this, what the New Jersey Devils are doing, gives us that platform. It gives us that opportunity because the New Jersey Devils, you know, uh, they're, they're going to be playing on MSG. So that's a pretty big audience. And then the fact that uh, hockey is back um, on ESPN, TNT, networks like that can also go a long way. So stuff like that is very important. And, you know, I get that some of you probably don't get the political side of things, but I do. And like I said, I'm just trying to report you guys uh, the news. I'm trying to inform you guys it without getting too political. But in my opinion, based on me being an African-American man in this country and also being in that kind of same boat, I can understand the struggle and I can understand just like, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to get that same platform. And I, like I said, guys, it, it's 13 games like, you know, and the New Jersey Devils are just trying to do something special. So uh, I, I totally am, am all for it. And I think more uh, NHL teams should follow suit. And remember, we're trying to diversify hockey. We're trying to make hockey for everyone and stuff like that is very important. And the initiative right here will get more minorities involved in hockey because we're trying to broaden our audience. And it's one of the reasons why I was getting on some NHL teams for fighting so much recklessly because that's not what we want to be known for. We, we don't want to be known for just fights. Now, fights in hockey are essential. I'm not going to say like the NHL should, should try to get rid of it. I'm not saying that under any circumstance, but I'm just saying let's not make that the only thing that we're known for. Let's actually be known for some good gameplay, fast paced uh, gameplay, and overall just the unpredictability. Because if you ask me, uh, we're more likely to have an upset in hockey than you are in a sport like basketball. Because for basketball, usually the best team ends up winning the championship. But remember just this past season when the Montreal 
Montreal Canadiens went on a, a very nice run to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, albeit they did lose to the uh, heavy favorites, the Tampa Bay Lightning, but still, just them getting to that point was amazing. That's what we want people to get involved with, just the fact that hockey is unpredictable, hockey's fast-paced, hockey's just fun to watch, and like I said, we're just trying to broaden our audience and doing like these small initiatives can get more people involved. So like, if you're a minority owner, just think of it like this. You can put up a poster that says official sponsor of the New Jersey Devils. You could possibly have the game turned on uh, and that can uh, result in your consumers just asking questions, just saying, wow, hockey. And I see that your logo is on an NHL team. So honestly, I want to get involved. I want to watch and make it entertaining. And some of these businesses, they can do like watch parties and things of that nature. And maybe you can develop new fans right then and there and those new fans can spread the word so stuff like that so stuff like that guys goes a long way so i don't want you to undermine it i don't want you to make this into a political stance this is actually something important for the sport of hockey like i said we're trying to diversify the sport and i literally had bryce salvador on the last episode and some of you might recall this but uh bryce became the third uh black captain in nhl history at the time so like i said we're just trying to diversify it in that regard so uh, I, I think I kind of got the point across, and now it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from Built Bar. Remember, guys, uh, I met Corey LaJoy. He drives a number seven Spire Motorsports uh, car, and his official sponsor is Built Bar. So once again, this week, uh, Built Bar uh, live reads is dedicated to you, Corey LaJoy. So did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors while well, you're missing out, they have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, and cream German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, I love coconut. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these stats. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today, get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official sponsor of Corey LaJoy. Once again, he drives the number seven uh, car in NASCAR for uh, Spire Motorsports. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. How many of you play fantasy hockey? Wait a minute, why did I just ask that question? I can't even see you guys. But anyway, um, speaking of fantasy hockey, I think most of you get the rules and regulations of it, which is basically you're like the GM, you draft your your dream team, and uh, uh, the uh, site will give you information in terms of just points, uh, their average draft position, and what they're projected to do during the course of the season. And uh, overall, I think a lot of people love playing fantasy sports. So not only do I enjoy playing fantasy hockey, I play fantasy football with my group of friends back home. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely a, a fun time to play fantasy sports. But I found this article on Pucks and Pitchforks, and they basically wrote an article in terms of who's going to put up the most points. But this was done via fantasy predictions to assess who would go where. And I found it very interesting, and I kind of want to talk about it, see if I agree with it, if I disagree, see... Uh, um, like, would this be a good season? Would this be a bad season? But uh, let's just look at it and look at the explanation. So let's start with the defenseman. And the first one up is Dougie Hamilton. So according to Fantasy Sites, Dougie Hamilton is projected to have 17 goals, 46 assists, and his average draft position is 43rd. So aside from Hughes and Sharon Govich, we do anticipate for Dougie Hamilton to do a boatload of the scoring for the New Jersey Devils 
It's one of the reasons why we were so big in bringing him on board, just because we love what he brings on the defensive side of things, which will help our blue line. But at the same time, just him putting up those offensive numbers will be crucial as well. And the fact that we have him for the next seven years, and I think we got him at the right possible time because he was an all-star uh, just uh, a year or two ago. He didn't participate in it, but still he was named one. He's been in the finals for the Norris Trophy voting. Hasn't won one yet, but I think he's destined to win one. If not this year, then certainly next year. That's my prediction. But if, if we're looking at the fantasy uh, predictions, um, and we combine his uh, goals and assists, that would actually be a career year for him because that would put him at 63 points. And his career high was back in 2016 and 2017 when he was playing for the Calgary Flames. So he put up 13 goals, 37 assists for a grand total of 50 points. Now, call me whatever you want to call me. Call me cynical. Call me a Debbie Downer. Call me whatever you want to call me. But uh, I, I think if we get that kind of production from Dougie Hamilton... I think that's kind of a long shot. And the reason I say that is because it's going to take Dougie Hamilton some time to get used to the New Jersey Devil system. And also keep in mind that when he was playing for the Carolina Hurricanes, they were a playoff team and we're not, you know, there yet. Like we're, we're, we're trying to get there, but we're not quite there yet. Like I said, and I was talking to Bryce Salvador about this in the last episode, which is we're not trying to put too much expectations on the New Jersey Devils because, you know, we do see that they can be like that dark horse team. Like I've been uh, just uh, talking so much about the last couple of weeks, but at the same time, we're trying to keep our expectations moderate. So for the one thing that I'm focusing on Dougie Hamilton, yes, it would be nice if he puts up a high amount of goals and assists and is able to have a career year. But at the same time, I'm more concerned with his Corsi 4 percentage, how he's asserting himself on the defensive side of things, because that's one of the things we struggled in last season. Our defense was, I, I believe, like in the bottom tier of the league. Like if we weren't in the last position, we were definitely close in that regards. I believe we were like third or fourth worst in the league. I would have to like look at that exact number. But for Dougie Hamilton, the one thing I'm more concerned about is just him asserting himself on the defensive side of things. And, you know, like I said, the offense, that will come second nature. So the mashed potatoes would be just his defense and him helping us out in that regards, helping out Ryan Graves and also just making our defense uh, somewhat respectable in the league. And then the gravy on top would be the offense. So for Dougie Hamilton, all I'm really focused on is just him uh, asserting himself on the defensive side of things. And uh, if he's able to put up those numbers, that's great. But let's not anticipate for him to have a career year quite yet because I think um, and it's one of the reasons why I'm keeping uh, expectations moderate is just because I want him to maybe just take this year and just, you know, if he struggles this year, guys, don't, don't take it like, you know, uh, as a red flag. Don't get concerned about it. It's just him just trying to get used to the system. Now, if this is like year three or year four and he's not adjusting well, then that's when you have to be concerned. But I don't think that's going to happen. Like I said, I think we got Dougie Hamilton at the right possible time. And overall, I, I, I'm expecting big things from him. And now let's go over to Ty Smith. Ty Smith, uh, according to fantasy uh, websites, they have him at four goals, 35 assists, and the average draft position of 134. I personally do not agree with that. Now, depending on how long Ty Smith is out to begin the year, maybe I can see why you put his numbers so low or if he's battling injuries throughout the course 
course of the year because remember he didn't finish off the season uh, uh, this past year due to injuries but uh, unless injuries plague him I'm expecting for Ty Smith to just you know improve upon his rookie year he was all rookie team last year he finished in the top 10 of the Calder Memorial Trophy race so for Ty Smith I, I don't know why fantasy uh, websites have him ranked so low in terms of his overall production so four goals 35 assists for a grand total of 39 points last season in 48 games played he had two goals 21 assists for a grand total of 23 points and remember he was carrying the load of the defense uh for the new jersey devils like he was our best defenseman arguably of course i'm just saying arguably he was uh one of if not the best defenseman for the new jersey devils last year and he was a rookie so not only does he have to you know worry about what he has to do he has to worry about uh just carrying the other defensemen around him and Overall, I'm expecting for Ty Smith, similar to what P.K. Subban is going to be this year. We'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, you know, the, the burden will be lifted off of those two respective players' shoulders. So I'm expecting for more production from both of them. So the less we ask out of them, maybe the uh, more production we'll get out of them, if that makes sense. So for Ty Smith and what fantasy websites are projecting for him to do, I don't really agree with that, especially since, like, Ty Smith is still going to have – a similar role that he did last season. He's not going to be playing on the top defensive line, but he'll be playing on the second defensive line alongside uh, Damon Severson, most likely. And for Ty Smith, I just expect for him to have a much better year. He's not a goals getter, but I expect for him to have more assists. But obviously, the the in terms of getting the most assists for defensemen, it's going to be mostly Dougie Hamilton or Ryan Graves. But for Ty Smith, I, I don't expect him to just like have uh, 39 points. I expect him to do much more. Because keep in mind, guys, he appeared in 48 games last year, and he had 23 points. So uh, if we double those games, like... It, just just a rough estimate and also if he's healthy and the fact that he was a rookie last year so they had to just adjust him into the uh, lineup and just you know play to his strengths I, I expect a lot more from Ty Smith if I'm being completely honest so I, I don't agree with uh, what the fantasy websites are saying about him so uh, but that's my personal opinion now let's move on to PK Subban so Subban is projected to have eight goals 20 assists and his average draft position is 166 now for P.K. Subban, um, this is very interesting. And quite honestly, if he does put up that kind of production, I would be somewhat satisfied because let's face it, we're not going to get the old P.K. Subban. We've tried and it hasn't worked. We're not going to get the P.K. Subban that uh, was once playing for the Montreal Canadiens and you know the early tenure of his Nashville Predators days. It's not going to happen. Now, uh, P.K. Subban's career high in terms of his overall production for the New Jersey Devils on the offensive side of things actually came last season when he appeared in less games compared to his first year with the New Jersey Devils. He appeared in 44 games, had 5 goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 19 points. So, at the same time, I'm trying to keep my expectations, I've said this a lot this show, I'm trying to keep my expectations like moderate uh, in, in terms of what these players can put up. But for P.K. Subban, I, I think like Ty Smith, the less you ask out of him, the more we're going to get out of him. It, it, like I said, if that makes any sense at all. But his best year uh, came, uh, like I said, his second year when he put up um, uh, 19 points, 5 goals, 14 assists, and 44 games played. To put that into reference, um, he uh, had 18 points total in 68 games played during the 2019 and 2020 season. So for P.K. Subban, that would definitely be a much improved year. At one point during the course of last year, he was actually making us worse in a lot of respective categories if we looked at the advanced analytics. So for P.K. Subban, the fact that he's going to be playing on the third line, 
Um, and, and you know what? I, I, I'll be satisfied with that production because that's kind of similar to the production he put up uh, in his final year with the National Predators when he had nine goals, 22 assists for a grand total of 31 points. So, uh, like I said, I, I think I'd be somewhat okay with that um, overall production from him. Uh, as long as he's smart with it, as long as Lindy Ruff knows how to use him, then I think uh, Subban will be just fine. And if he puts up those kind of numbers... I don't know about you, but I'll be satisfied. And I'd be willing to bring back P.K. Subban for maybe a year or two, of course, for a much, much, much cheaper deal. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But overall, like for P.K. Subban, that's what I'm kind of expecting out of him. And hopefully he's able to provide that. Now, before we continue over to the Fords, I need to give you guys the second live read this morning, and it comes from betonline.ag. So we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing available offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs as well. Okay, so let's move on to Fords and see uh, where they're ranked in terms of overall uh production so for jack hughes they're saying that he's going to have 18 goals 33 assists and his average draft position is going to be 144 hmm that's kind of interesting they're saying that jack hughes is going to have 51 points during the course of an 82 game season i don't know i don't i just don't think um you know he's going to produce like i i'm just saying i'm expecting more out of jack hughes i don't think he's going to produce like that low if i'm being completely honest so um last year in 56 games played he had 11 goals 20 assists for a grand total of 31 points now it was there were some growing pains and let's keep in mind guys like when, when he was paired with sharon govich and quokinen he was passing the puck really well unfortunately quokinen and sharon govich or you know a few other players they just couldn't convert those nice passes into goals and then for jack hughes he was actually tops in the league in having um you know the puck rattle out of the post so jack hughes could have had more goals this season so i i i am going to anticipate this and this is kind of a hot take take this however you want to take this i anticipate for jack hughes to have anywhere from 60 to 65 points during the course of this year i'm putting that hot take out there right now i don't think he's going to have 50 points like fantasy hockey is projecting them have i expect for jack hughes it's going to be his third year he's coming in with more confidence uh lindy ruff seems to love him the organization seems to love him everyone has faith in him that's why he was an assistant captain during the course of these uh scrimmages i anticipate for jack hughes to have anywhere from 60 to 65 points you heard that correctly that is my hot take for the day. It's a hot take for a reason. And I wouldn't be surprised if he cracked 70, maybe. I think for Jack Hughes, he just needed a confidence booster. He got it last season. We know that Quokinen and Sharon Govich are much more polished this season. And Jack Hughes knows how to facilitate. So 56 games played last year. He had 11 goals, 20 assists for a grand total of 31 points. Like I said, I just think Jack Hughes is destined to have a great year this year, quite honestly, because he's used to Lindy Ruff's system. He has more confidence. And in his career, he has appeared in 117 games. 
He has 18 goals, 34 assists for a grand total of 52 points. So uh, can he put up more than his uh, career averages? I think he can. I think he uh, is destined to do so, especially since he's going to have a better roster surrounding him, albeit when the New Jersey Devils become 100% healthy. And did you see the connection that he and Holtz were having or he and um, Sharon Govich were having? So if Jack Hughes is able to get the most out of someone like Alexander Holtz, I don't think there's going to be any problem why Jack Hughes can't put up the uh, production that he's capable of putting up, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's what I want to look at. Now, for Nico Heizer, this is going to be interesting. 22 goals, 31 assists. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Nico Heizer for already being named to Team Switzerland for the Winter Olympics that are going to be coming up in February. I can't believe I forgot to mention that, but better late than never. So, for uh, Heizer, uh, yeah, we need that kind of production for him because he needs to play in a full season to show everyone what he's capable of doing. Now, you know, 53 points uh, during the course of the year. I think that's going to be that's going to be more than what's expected for Nico Heizer, based on my opinion, because we need to put this in a reference. Nico Heizer missed two thirds of this season last year. Uh, it, it's taken him a while to just get used to the system. Lindy Ruff felt as though he was cheated out of Nico Heizer last season because he wasn't able to see Nico Heizer uh, perform to his uh, full capability due to the injuries, due to COVID, whatever the case might be. But for Nico Heizer, if he's able to put up those kind of numbers, I believe that's not his ceiling, but that's a good base to at least start out with. So if we're looking at his rookie year, that's actually his career year, and he's about to enter year five. So he appeared in 82 two games had 20 goals 32 assists for a grand total of 52 points so if Nico Heischer is able to just you know have I guess that technically would be a career year for him since he would have uh, more points that season but if he is able to get the most out of Zaka if he's able to get the most out of Brat, if that line is able to click like they were able to do during the course of the final parts of last season then that's going to be a success story for Nico Heizer. Nico Heizer needs to play in a full season because last year he appeared in 21 games, had six goals, five assists for a grand total of 11 points. Way up the mark. And then uh, the season prior, 58 games played, had 14 goals, 22 assists for a grand total of 36 points. And then uh, his sophomore year campaign, 2018-2019, appeared in 69 games, 17 goals, 30 assists for a grand total of 47 points. Do you notice the pattern of Nico Kieser's production just dropping down the less games he plays? So year one, 82 games. Year two, 69 games. Year three, 58 games. Year four, 21 games. So Nico Heizer needs to play uh, more than 75% of the season, in my opinion, if he wants to show everyone that I don't think anyone's calling Nico Heizer a bust, but at the same time, they're just saying like he's not, uh, you know, reached uh, the expectations that everyone was having for him. Nico Heizer needs to come out and prove to everyone why he was the first overall pick. And I think he's going to do it this season. And, you know, that that fantasy uh, website just saying, hey, Nico Heizer will put up, you know, so-and-so amount of production. Then, quite honestly, like I said, I believe that's a good base to start out with. Now, for the final player in today's episode, let's go to Yegor Sharangovich, or as I like to call him, as they would call him back in Belarus, Igor Sharangovich. So, just putting that out there for any of my new listeners, because I don't want anyone coming at me saying, you don't pronounce the name correctly. Well, just keep in mind, it, uh, back in his native homeland, that that's how he would be pronounced. Uh, Igor Sharangovich, if you look at his Twitter, he spells it uh, E-G-O-R. I don't, I don't think he uses his Twitter anymore, but... Uh, j- just putting that out there. So for Sharon Govich, they project that he's going to get 24 goals and 22 assists would give him a total of 46 points. Now, I, I think for Sharon Govich, we just have to keep it very 
like I said all episode, we have to keep it very moderate in terms of expectations for him, but he's going to be playing on the top line this year. So I'm expecting just, uh, you know, a much better season from Sharon Govich this year because, like I said, last year he was a rookie. Not many people knew who he was. A lot of people didn't have high expectations for him because he was a former fifth-round pick. But last season, to give you guys some reference, he appeared in 54 games. He had 16 goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 30 points. And at one point during the year, I think, like, the, uh, similar to Zaka, during the last part of the year, he actually caught fire. So for Sharon Govich, I just expect him to be Igor Sharon Govich. So for, for Sharon Govich, it's just like he's much smarter this year. We've seen this in training camp. We've seen this in the scrimmages. He just knows to uh, the, the place so well. He knows where to go at the right possible time. So I'm expecting for Sharon Govich to just you know, put up that kind of production. And it is an improvement from last year, like we said, but not that Sharon Govich uh, performed bad last year. It's just like, that's the only thing we could base him off of just because like last year was his first year in the league. And Sharon Govich was able to get a second place vote in the Calder Memorial Trophy. So I think a lot of people are still undermining what Sharon Govich is capable of doing, including this fantasy hockey website. Like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, do uh, what I did for Jack Hughes, which is give a major hot take. I'm just saying, like okay Sharon Govich did well last year let's just see if that was a fluke or because keep in mind we were playing the same teams in our division due to COVID now that he's going to have the opportunity to just travel up to Canada down south midwest uh out in the west whatever the case might be he'll he'll have more competition to face so uh you know that does play a factor just a little bit not much but still just putting that out there so for Sharon Govich I'm just expecting for him to uh you know improve last year like I said he's my favorite player so I want to see him do well and just overall improve on what was already a successful rookie season but like I was saying uh, before I was talking about the competition I said that I think a lot of people undermine what Sharon Govich is capable of doing and I, if people in the uh, Metropolitan Division don't know what he's capable of doing then they they need to know right now like he's going to be one of those players that you need to scout and you need to say okay here's how we uh, defend him here's our, uh, what he's going to usually do uh, keep an eye out if he's on this part of the rink because if teams in the NHL aren't going to be doing it the Metropolitan Division at least needs to do it themselves I'm just saying because Sharon Govich is a really good player. So like I said, I don't want to make a hot take similar to what I did for Jack Hughes because I don't want to put too many expectations on Sharon Govich's shoulders. I'm trying to keep it very moderate for the most part. And I think uh, that's a very fair assessment for uh, fantasy hockey. So while it's not ranked too high, it's not too low. I feel like it's in the middle and just saying, okay, you know, Sharon Govich is going to remain in the top six. He's still going to be paired alongside Jack Hughes. If he can convert some of his, um, you know, um, I, I guess shot attempts into more goals, then he's certainly going to have more goals this year because last year he had 16 goals, 14 assists. So he's capable of doing so. So let's see if he can improve on what was already a pretty decent year for him last year. And like I said, was able to get a second place vote in the Calder Memorial Trophy. So let me know what you guys think. Do you agree with my assessment? Do you agree with the fantasy hockey website's assessment? Have you started your fantasy hockey team and did you draft uh, mostly Devils players? If so, let me know and let me know what are your expectations in terms of points productions from some of those players. I think I'll have to do an episode like this again because there's certainly a lot more players. And once again, thank you to Pucks and Pitchforks for putting that article out there. I found it very interesting and that's why I wanted to talk about it on the show. But uh, as for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils and thanks for listening. And we are just one day away 
from Puck Drop. I am really excited. So I, I can't wait to see what the future has in store for the New Jersey Devils. All right, I will catch you guys tomorrow.